Merry Christmas. Is it too early? I sure hope not. The Advent candle is already burning, reminding us that Jesus is on the way and I am ready for Christmas. Uh, today, finally, I get to tell you about our end of year offering. For the last couple of years, we've done it the same way and I love how we do it. For the whole month of December, 20% of everything that is given to the general fund of the church goes right out the door before a dime is applied to our regular budget. I love the generosity of this church. This end of your offering that goes to other projects beyond our walls is on top of the fact that already about 18% of our regular budget goes right out the door. This year we have two targets for our end of year generosity. Uh, the first is a church plant in Ecuador. Uh, this is an amazing partnership that my son Bryant and I got to visit in 2019. It's a partnership between local church leaders in Ecuador, the child development organization Compassion International, and a U.S. church planting partnership called Stadia. Together, they plant churches in the poorest areas of the world. And then these churches become the hub of community transformation and child sponsorship in their region. This has proven to be a powerful formula for saving people's lives and their spiritual lives and a radical, explosive work of gospel expansion. It's an amazing ministry model, and I look forward to telling you more about it in the coming weeks. The other portion of our Christmas offering is going uh, to our region for our local food ministry. Uh, many of you already know about the ongoing ministry we've had for many years uh, feeding uh, the homeless and the food insecure in downtown Johnson City on Sunday nights. This is a part of our regular budget, but since the pandemic hit, the costs and, and needs for this ministry have gone up significantly, and we need to expand our service to local families. So a portion of our year-end offering will be used to increase funding for this ministry in 2021 so that we can make sure that all of our neighbors have a way to get healthy, good food that they need in this difficult time. So stay tuned throughout December for more details. And this month of December, let's give generously, knowing that 20% goes to these wonderful mission opportunities. Also, I get to remind you about Christmas Eve. I love what our team has put together. It's going to be a wonderful celebration. So get planning to participate on the 22nd, 23rd, or 24th. More details will be coming out about exact times and how to register. But before we get fully to Christmas, let me say one last time, Happy Thanksgiving. I hope so much that you manage to have a genuine rest and posture of thanksgiving, even though it was a little different this year. I hope you were able to pause and, and connect and worship and thank God for how God has been good to us, even in these turbulent times. If giving thanks was a little harder than usual this year, uh, I would urge you to go on social media and, and try and look for the special Thanksgiving message that I put up earlier in the week. Uh, just some thoughts about God's faithfulness and God's promises and how we can learn to be grateful even in difficult times. Well, we're all virtual today as an extra measure of precaution, just in case we picked up any germs at our Thanksgiving gathering, we won't transmit them to others in the congregation. 
And it might feel a little bit odd to you after some of us just got back into the rhythm of in-person gatherings again. But don't worry, we'll be back in person right away. And as a special treat today, all of our worship leadership and worship music is from the recent digital version of the East Tennessee Christian Convention. Our own beloved Phil Torbett was the president this year. He organized the whole event and FCC got to put together a band of local worship pastors from area churches to lead the worship. And we just wanted a chance to share this with the whole congregation and to worship together uh, with the whole community worshiping along with us. And I, like I said earlier, am so glad it's finally Christmas. The Christmas series begun, and our whole Christmas series this year is taken from Luke chapter 2. We're going to move through the chapter nice and slow, spend all the month of December looking at this gorgeous story. And I've been so ready for it for months. I even hung my Christmas lights up early this year because I was that ready for Christmas. And why this year? Why was I so ready for Christmas? It's simple. I was ready for good news of great joy for all people. This year has been hard. So much loss, so much disruption, so much heartache. I, I sort of want it to be interrupted like a messenger in some King Arthur legend with blowing trumpets. <laughs> There is good news of great joy for all people. And it may sound too good to be true, but this is what God wants to do in your life right now. God wants to blow the trumpets, to interrupt your day, to interrupt your every moment, whether this has been a week of joy or difficulty, whether you feel close to God or far away whether you feel alone or surrounded by your loved ones, whether you think you're a sinner or a saint, God wants to interrupt your life. There is good news of great joy for all people. But to hear the news, we need to remind ourselves of the story into which the interruption came. From Luke chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. Uh, this was the first census that took place while Quirinius was the governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David. Because he belonged to the house and line of David, he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Now, at this point in the story, Mary and Joseph already know a little bit about what's going on. 
They've already had a few visits from God's messengers with announcements whispered quietly, good news of great joy for all people. In secret, the angel told Zechariah that his son would prepare the way of the Lord. Good news of great joy for all people in secret. The angel told Mary that her son would be named Jesus, God saves, and would be the son of the Most High. Good news, great joy, the angel whispered in secret. The angel told Joseph that this baby, Jesus, would save his people from their sins. So Mary and Joseph didn't have it all figured out, but they had an idea. They knew a little bit of what God was up to through the birth of this baby, but then suddenly Luke shifts our attention elsewhere. He shifts our attention to some people who were clueless. Verse 8, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. You see, the shepherds were in the dark in every sense of the word. I mean, it was night. They were literally in the dark, maybe a small campfire, but no more than that. And beyond that, they were in the dark in that they had no idea what was happening. They didn't know that events in a town of Bethlehem just a few miles away were changing the whole universe. They were in the dark. And quite frankly, they were in a dark time. The turn of the millennia was not a happy time for God's people. There were so many problems. For one, there was the silence of the prophets. For hundreds of years, God had not sent a prophet to remind and call God's people back to faithfulness and reaffirm the promises of their God. On top of the silence of the prophets, there was the very delay of the promises. For the great prophets of old had articulated so many promises of God's rescue and redemption and recovery, and some of them had come true. But so very many had not. And the promises delay began to make the people doubt and wonder if God would ever keep God's promises. It was a dark time because of the corruption of local leaders. The local government of Judea and Galilee was in a shambles. No one could really be trusted. Everyone was looking out for themselves. But the main problem, the main reason that the turn of the millennia was such a dark time for God's people, well, we already mentioned it eight verses back. Verse 1 of the classic Christmas story reveals the main problem. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. The main problem was the king. Their ultimate king at this time was a tyrant in Rome who issued decrees that affected Judah. How could that be? How could God's people be under the thumb of a tyrant in Rome? They were meant to be under God's rule. They were God's people. And now they were just a backwater, petty kingdom under the thumb of Roman oppression, occupied by Roman forces. 
with an emperor who commanded all and destroyed any who defied him. He had conquered them, subdued them, embarrassed them, mocked their God, and left an army to oppress them. And then he gave them a king of his choosing. Oh, they had a king, of course. Herod the Great, we call him. But he was corrupt and cruel. He mocked their faith, slaughtered their leaders, and taxed the people. Yes, Luke says it rightly. There were shepherds living out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks in the dark. In every possible way. In the dark. And then the interruption came. The darkness was interrupted. The trumpets blared, light replaced darkness, and the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will be the cause of great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. The big announcement interrupted that dark night. Good news of great joy for all people. Church, I want you to know this. The darkness has been interrupted. The night has been replaced with glory and the good news has been announced. We're going to spend the next five weeks in just this Luke chapter 2 slowly telling the good news of the story of the first Christmas and unpacking its implications in our lives. I'll just say now, if you know somebody who needs good news, would you bring them with you to one of our live services or share the link to one of our online services? Because this whole chapter is just filled with the re-articulation of the interrupting good news. And that's what God wants to do in your life today. God wants to interrupt your life and mine and the darkness of our whole world with the good news. Just as surely as God interrupted the shepherds late evening with the glory of the angels. And so this week, we begin at the beginning. The beginning of the good news that interrupts our story in Luke chapter 2 from verse 10. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Now, this word Messiah, it's a tricky word. It's a little hard to translate it. That's why, in fact, in our text, it hasn't been translated. They've just kind of copied the, the, the Aramaic word into our English Bibles. It's hard to translate because there's no exactly one English word that captures what it means. 
And even if we kind of put all the words together, it, it doesn't quite mean to us what it meant to them. Literally, it just means anointed one or the one who God anoints. But perhaps a more helpful meaning in this context would be something like the promised, anointed, rescuing king. But, but really, it, it means so much more than that. Because years of prophets and scriptures had taught God's people who the Messiah was and what the Messiah meant. You know the old line, there's a new sheriff in town? The echoes of the stories of brave lawmen come in to clean up corruption and cruelty and restore justice and goodness and peace to the world. Well, the Messiah was this and so much more. Let the trumpets interrupt your darkness. Do you need to hear it again? This is what the angels are trying to do, to say, today in the town of David, the Messiah is finally here. And this announcement interrupted everything about their world. It interrupted the night, but it also interrupted every other dark corner of their lives and their world. It was as if the angel said, there's a new king in town. It is the promised, anointed, rescuing king. And the shepherds knew what this good news meant because they knew the words of the prophet. We can look at so many texts, but just consider what Isaiah said the new king would be like. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice before the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them. The bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, every warrior's boot used in battle, every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire, for unto us a child is born. And to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the greatness of his government and his peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and into forever. The determination of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. You see, they knew who the Messiah was. They knew the scale of the interruption that was being announced by the angels that night. And this interruption is for them and still for us good news of great joy for all people. Church, the eternal king has come, interrupting our world 
with the announcement of his reign, and this is good news. For we still live in a world of corrupt powers that threaten us, not just political powers, but powers of disease and death and loss and loneliness, powers of despair and depression and isolation. As Paul says to the church in Ephesus, we struggle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this present darkness, and we cannot stand against these forces on our own. We stand in need of the promised king to come and fight for us. And this announcement is our great joy. Because when the interruption comes and we hear the news of the Messiah's reign, the anointed promised king, we understand that he is now establishing for us and on our behalf God's kingdom. And you can be a part of it now and eternally. This means that the enemies of our king are being systematically defeated. And the kingdom of our Lord is being systematically and eternally established. The enemy of sin and judgment is defeated on the cross. The enemy of disease and decay is defeated by the empty tomb. The enemy of a life without purpose is defeated when the king says, follow me, and your labor in the Lord is never in vain. The enemy of loneliness and estrangement is defeated when the king declares that we are now one family, children of God, and co-heirs with our Messiah. The enemy of decay and destruction is defeated by the work of Christ who promises to restore all the years that the locusts have taken. And lastly, when eternity comes, the enemy of death itself will be defeated by our resurrected, returning, and victorious Lord. For death itself shall be swallowed up by victory, and the trumpets will sound, and the final interruption of this present darkness will be replaced with the eternal light of our God. This is good news of great joy, and it is for all people. Every king before Jesus was for some people. Or maybe they were just out for themselves. But this king, our Messiah king, is for all people. Every nation and tongue, every land and tribe, every age and political party. Around here at FCC, we, we wear shirts that say, for everyone, because our king is for for everyone. This was the final element of the angel's startling good news, that God, through Christ, was bringing the new kingdom to everyone who would choose to live in his reign. Listen, we're just getting started unpacking the good news of Christmas that we find in Luke chapter 2. Join us next week online or back in person as we continue to explore this wonderful telling of the Christmas story and experience 
the good news of great joy for all people. But right now, I want to challenge you. Don't just wander through this day. Don't just sit in the dark time we find ourselves in. Let the trumpets interrupt you. Let the light interrupt your darkness. There is good news of great joy for all people because the promised King has come. Let us pray. God, we thank you for the interruption of the angels. For we, like the shepherds, often find ourselves in the dark, unaware of how, where you are at work, surrounded by the present darkness of our age, and we need our lives to be interrupted by their good news once again. I pray, God, for your people. May we, this coming week, and the weeks to come, every time we see a Christmas light or hear a Christmas carol or see a Christmas decoration, may we be reminded of the sound of trumpets that herald a message of interruption that the new king has come and he brings with him the words of good news, of great joy for all people. And this new king is our Lord Jesus, in whose name we pray.